Welcome to DBPA, the Drunk Bitches Podcast. I'm Jamie. And I'm Sarah. Each episode, we pair a wine with a topic where you get more lip with each sip. So let's get started. But first, pass the wine, bitch. Hey, DB peeps. Welcome to episode 61. It's a wine and cheese celebration. Hell yeah. And that is because today we're releasing this on a Thursday, not a Friday. But today is actually National Wine and Cheese Day. What? It is? Yeah. So, I mean, it's like our everyday, basically. But today is an actual day of celebration. It is our everyday, isn't it? <laughs> it pretty much is. So, what we're going to do is we have this wonderful bottle of 2014 Savor Collective Red Blend from Australia. Sarah's going to pop that open. We are going to be focusing today on the tricky, like, wine and cheese pairings, or wine and food pairings, rather, not just cheese. Um, because who the fuck knows what to do? I know. It can be really confusing sometimes. It definitely can. Can I just can. say how excited I am to drink today? Yeah. <laughs> sometimes. I've had a kind of a long week. Sometimes it's just one of those days. I know. Just and and days. I've seen this bottle so many times. So funny that you say that because their website doesn't work. I did notice that, actually. I tried going on there to find some actual information, and nope, I did not find it. Well, this cork is, um, it is not real cork. Oh, it's not? It's one it's, of those synthetic ones? It's one ones? of the synthetic ones, yeah. Mm. Okay. Glug, I'm glug, glug. going to pour. Oh, well, that's a, that's very like dark. a, it's very dark. It's more of like the red, like, I don't want to say garnet because that implies like orangey, but it's no, not ruby. It's, I'll tell you it's that. It's not ruby. It's, um, it's, it's almost like a dark black currant color. Yes. It's very opaque. Oh, I'm digging this. Hell yeah. Cheers. Ooh, it smells nice. Wow. Hey, for 10 bucks? Yeah, for 10 bucks. That's pretty good. It's got some acidity going on, too. It's got, like, the full package a little bit. uh Uh-huh. 15% ABV. Yes. So it's a, a red blend. It's actually like a Bordeaux blend. So it's Cab Merlot. So we just talked about this. Um, so we're not going to delve too too in the weeds. You know, obviously Cab Merlot are both red wines. <laughs> Hopefully everybody knows that by now. Cab has stronger tannins, acidity, and structure. Typically has more aromas um, and has like black fruits and herbaceous characters. Uh, we did talk about that with Grant uh, and Jessup. Uh, Merlot is less aromatic, but is what gives it more body, more alcohol. And so these are general. They're often combined together. You know, Bordeaux was onto something when they started this blend. Um, in order to have more to smooth out the tannins and really create a more robust kind of all-around wine, so that it's not lacking in one form or fashion. If that makes sense, it does. Okay, cool. And this says product of Australia, correct? Which means that it's not really from any particular wine region in Australia. Yeah. So it could be from anywhere in Australia. It could be from South Australia as well as like New South Wales, Australia. Um, That's like Adelaide versus Melbourne area or Melbourne area. Um, And so this is, people uh, will often put this, it's a wine of the country or vin de pays when you're talking about French wines. Mm -hmm. Um, Sort of trying to create a flavor profile in the wine and have that consistency and allowing them you know, as producers to really draw the fruit from wherever they can find to fit that flavor profile. So probably why it's only $10, too. That is true, but it is kind of a delicious $10. You really did need some wine. 
<laughs> Jamie's like, I don't know if I feel like that. Now, if I was drinking this in comparison to some of our like favorite. This is not a gamba. No, 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 no. <laughs> a please. A please. <laughs> please. Step back. Then, yeah. But I mean, for like a $10, you know, go to have a wine and food yes. party kind of thing. Like you could buy a few bottles of this and I feel like people would be pretty happy. Oh, I think so. So the Savor Collective wines, this is from the back of the bottle, are inspired by the creations of the most cutting-edge chefs in the food community, meticulously blended to be enjoyed with artisan global dishes. Savor Collective Red Blend has rich notes of juicy blackberry, ripe dark cherry, and delicate spice. Enjoy a roasted garlic and balsamic glazed grilled lamb chops. Oh, okay. So they give you their, their food pairing on here. How do you feel about roasted garlic? Have you ever been to the restaurant The Stinking Rose? No. Where's that? It's in San Francisco. Okay. Their motto is, we put a little food with our garlic, because basically everything just has an obscene amount of garlic in okay. it. They actually have this dish called Bagna Calda, I believe, and it's just like three cups of roasted garlic, and it just spreads like butter. So you like it? Yeah. I mean, I smell, I reeked, literally reeked for days afterwards. So I like it. Do you not like it? Do you like it? Hmm, mixed feelings. Oh, okay. You're a mixed bag, Nicalda? Mm-hmm. My husband likes to actually roast garlic and then just eat it. Your husband also throws garlic in smoothies. Yeah, it's, something's wrong with it. I don't know. <laughs> I can't do that. I mean, it's healthy, good for him. Yeah, sure. But I can't do that. Yeah. I also can't just eat roasted garlic. Well, you should not eat it by itself. Like, who just pops a clove? Well, I don't know. It's telling us it pairs well with roasted garlic. I think, I think it's roasted garlic and balsamic glaze. Like, it's those two oh, things together. Okay. I, too, when I first read it on the back of the bottle, because of the way it's spaced, too, I'm yeah. like, what? That's a lot of words. But I think they're talking about grilled lamb chops that have garlic and balsamic. Because I'm trying to think, like, oh, I'm just going to eat roasted garlic and drink some wine. That does not. No, it needs to be paired with something mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm glad we're on the same page. Okay, good, good. Um, so this wine was featured in Vivino. I don't oh. know if everyone has the Vivino app, but Vivino's 2018 Wine Style Awards for Australian Bordeaux Blend. It also got an excellent rating of 90 points, so highly recommended, in 2016 for the Ultimate Wine Challenge. Now, I was not familiar with this. This is like a, it's called ultimate-beverage.com, and there's an Ultimate Wine Challenge. I feel oh. like Ultimate Fighting okay. Champion. And the, the 2014 uh, was ranked, rated very, very highly here. So I think that this wine has done pretty well. I am, again, a bit alarmed that the website doesn't work any longer. So I don't know if that means that they're no longer producing it or what. But I don't know either. At any rate. Yeah, so we've got some good uh, good food pairing recommendation here. Let's, like, launch right into it. Yeah. Was this a total wine purchase? It was a total wine purchase. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. I think I remember seeing it there, so. And they have other varietals, too. I can't remember. I believe that there's a Cabernet Sauvignon, but I can't remember what else they had. There might even be a Chardonnay. Uh, We went Red Blend. I think it's a good choice. Yes. Solid. Solid. But highly accessible if it's a total wine. That's true. All right, cool. Let's get into our topic. All right, so, again, we want to talk about how, like, food and wine can pair together. Typically... What they say, wine and food go together. Well, I say this. Wine and food go together like summer sunglasses. It's just like it's meant to be, right? I mean, Aww, it really is. That's really mm-hmm. sweet. Mm-hmm. So pairing wine with food is meant to actually enhance the dining experience. However, you should be a little bit cautious so that the wine does not overwhelm the meal 
or the meal does not overwhelm the wine. So you mm-hmm. need to pay attention to a couple, you know, a couple factors here when you're trying to make a selection. And so hopefully we can guide you in a little bit of what our findings are and we've yeah. taste tested a few things. A little bit of background. I mean, a lot of people used to say uh, what grows together goes together. I actually think that sort of lives up to it. So what do you mean by that? What grows together goes together. Like, for instance, if you are, um, ooh, if you're like in Italy or something. Right. Uh, this is perfect, actually, okay. just because of one of the great pairings. But if you're in Italy, um, although tomatoes are not native to Italy, there's mm-hmm. a lot of tomato-based dishes, at least present day, in Italy. Yeah. And so you're growing those tomatoes in sort of the same soils that you're going to be growing your Sangiovese grapes, right? Right. Or your Nebbiolo or whatever. And so those are going to pair well together. Um, when it comes to cheeses, that might be a little more challenging because <laughs> cows are everywhere, goats are everywhere. True story. But at any rate, that's sort of the the mentality there. Okay. So don't you think that's, and as we get into this, don't you think that's also true of like the style of food from the country and the and what kind of wine they make so for example like i think we talked about this like german like riesling with a german sausage of some sort with like a little bit of like sauerkraut or whatever yeah you know or like the whole like potatoes and like kind of like i think i do think that that could go together because when you're talking german sausage there may be a hint of spice to it with the sauerkraut you're talking about something that's a little bit more sour yeah so when you have a riesling especially when you get more towards like those sweeter things um that can balance out Mm -hmm. some of that acidity and some of that sour sour vibe but i always think about that like when you go to an italian restaurant yeah because you're like like what you said you're like okay well i'm having italian pasta and whatever and then do I really want to have like a Napa cab? No. Probably not. Probably not. I kind of want to have some Italian wine. And then and then you get into the weeds about which one you're going to get yeah. into. Yeah. So again, it sort of goes to that you don't want to have your food or wine overpower the other. Yeah. And so if, for that example, like your Napa cab, that's a powerful fucking wine. Mm-hmm. So you don't want that Napa cab to overpower your Italian dish, which is Probably going to be very flavorful, I would expect, but it's not going to have as much sort of balance with like the tannins that can be really like bitey versus something that has more acidity. That acidity is going to make the tannin seem pronounced. Yeah. So uh, you're you're doing a really good good segue here <laughs> for things that we should keep in mind when it comes to food and wine. So for the wine body, that means like the weight. Like is yeah. it like Skim milk, or is it like 2% or whole? Oh, that's such a good comparison. Yeah. Although, I don't really like drinking milk by itself. So I don't like drinking milk or, either at all, except, except. With Oreos? Oh. No, I'm about to shock and awe most people here. Popcorn. Your face is probably like everybody else's that just heard me say that. Milk and popcorn. Yeah, it's some weird thing that my siblings and I did when we were growing up. and Like flavored popcorn? Like any popcorn. Milk, yeah, interesting. I don't know. It's some I, seriously. The only two people who who will understand <laughs> are my siblings. So like, it's just something that we used to do. And I'm trying then, not to pass judgment. But yeah, I know it's weird. All right, I'm gonna. Every time I tell someone that, they look at me like how you just did. That's okay. I used to dip French fries in milkshakes from uh, McDonald's. I've heard of that before. Yeah, yeah, and chicken nuggets. That's a little... Chocolate milkshake. Nah, yeah, no. actually, it's so mm-hmm. weird. Okay, yeah. so judge judge me on that. I'll judge you on your... Yeah, so anyways, milk. but yes, I also don't like drinking milk, except okay, in those except circumstances. 
Um, so, okay, so in addition to body, we want to consider sweetness, um, acidity, bitterness, spice, and spice. then also umami. Ooh, what does that mean? That's more, okay, so this is, di- it's difficult to explain because it's like a sensation. It's almost, so I is read this. Is it a sensation? It's sort of. It's okay. a perception. Okay, so, okay. so here's an example. Yeah. So you eat a mushroom that has not been cooked. cooked. Okay. Okay, a raw mushroom. I've done that. There's not a lot of shit going yeah, on Yeah, I did there, that the other day. Right? Tastes mm-hmm. a little dry to me. I don't know. Yeah. You then microwave it for a half an hour. Okay. I, oh, my God. You microwave it for half a minute. I love how I was just like, yeah, half an hour. Sounds good. Uh, maybe saute it. I don't know. Whatever. So you cook it. We'll put it that way. Okay. When you cook it, then it's a completely different flavor. And that, my friend, is umami. You just sounded like you know what I'm about to say <laughs> on Friends. <laughs> and that, my friends, is, wait, what is it? What's the line? Well, because when I say umami, I think unagi. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. And that's my friend's is unagi. (laughs) But you're saying umami, yes. But that's kind of what it sounds like. Um, Yes. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. And mushrooms do taste totally different when you cook them. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Much better in my opinion. Way more delicious. Uh, The other thing is that when you're talking about, I mean, wine is not salty, but food is salty. And so that Mm -hmm. salt in the food can actually impact your wine too. So... Before we get into it, always remember, these are just guidelines. This is like not, it, it's, wine is, taste is subjective, right? You I cannot, agree. it's not a one size fits all, which is why, I mean, there are things that each of us love that you DB peeps don't love. And there are things that you love that we probably don't love. But you know what? We're damn well going to try it. Okay. So. That's true. Don't like lose sleep over creating the best pairing because guess what? In the end of the day, it's just a bottle of wine. <laughs> it's alcohol. And some people, like Sarah today, just need a drink. <laughs> so it's okay. <laughs> it's, it's totally it's okay. fine. Okay. So Sarah, there are two types of pairings that you can do. Yes, there are. You can either do your contrasting pairings mm-hmm. or your congruent pairings, meaning... It's either like and like or complete opposites, right? Exactly. So your like and like would be like pairing an acidic wine with an acidic food. So like tomatoes, for example. You got it. Mm -hmm. An acidic wine with a tomato-based dish would make sense, right? However, on the contrast, a contrasting pairing also might make sense. Because that in itself might complement each other. Okay. Do you have some examples about contrasting? Sure. We have blue cheese with a ruby port. So super sweet. And blue cheese is like Blue cheese is, it's like its funky. own flavor. It's funky. Yeah. Like I don't even know how to describe it, but it's its own flavor. But it's definitely not sweet. So it's definitely not like port. But that, my friends, works out really well. I actually once had a blue cheese creme brulee, which sounds so weird. It was one of the most delicious things I've ever had. Yeah, I would eat that shit. A continuation of our Napa it was, uh, creme brulee adventures. That was so much fun. The one in the heart, especially. <laughs> Near and dear to We're my heart. Date. Uh, yeah, and this was actually at a wine restaurant. That's really? it. Is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, it was at Vinoteca Brilliant. in Ann Arbor, Michigan, if anybody. I don't what know. What is it called? Vinoteca. Vinoteca. Yeah. Okay. If anyone ventures over there, 
and that's still around. <laughs> Ask them about that. Cool. What like what else? So like a pork shop with Riesling. Even though in like we just talked about with the German sausage and the Riesling, those are really opposite. Yeah. But they go together. It's kind of like sometimes the same food and wine from that region mm-hmm. go together. For example, pork chop is very German. So that with Riesling, even though they have contrasting flavors, they actually go really well together. All right. What about some congruent or those like and like? So the buttered popcorn <laughs> with the yolk Chardonnay. Yeah, that's like, that is a typical one, I feel like. It I, sounds terrible to me. I know it does. <laughs> That's why I was surprised that it's even included in our little list here. <laughs> well, because I do think that people like that. Mm-hmm. I, so, okay. I mean, I got to go with milk and then I'll have my red wine later. Sure. But. Right. Um, you might argue that sometimes like when you have like the buttered popcorn, like if you have like and like, it can actually still balance out the flavor. So those butter bomb super oaked Chardonnays, maybe the lightly buttered popcorn will tame it. I don't know. Shit. Maybe we should have tried that. Okay. We can. We All can right. still do that. We'll try that. Yeah. So, like, I like the example of the peppered steak with the Syrah. Mm -hmm. Another wine that would do well with that would be a Zinfandel. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Both are a little bit peppery. Both kind of have a little bit of spice, and anything with that might make sense. Now, in contrast, if you're drinking Indian food, maybe you don't want that spicy... spicy, uh, No, probably not. Yeah. The spicy wine. Maybe that, you don't want the straw. Maybe, that would be a bad idea. I yeah. Think. Same with like Thai food. Maybe mm-hmm. you don't want that spice in your wine. Maybe you want something to cut it. Now I know you have a good example of something that someone told you to get with Thai food. A sweet Riesling. Yeah. Yeah. How'd that work out? It was it was much better. <laughs> I mean, I don't like, you know I don't like sweet Rieslings. Right, I know that. So when you're pairing heat in dishes, spices, we're we're talking chili, not like temperature. We're talking like chili spice, pepper spice, things like that. That will automatically intensify anything in your wine. Like everything that you taste in your wine just by itself, think of that like tenfold once you start pairing a spicy dish with it. You definitely want to avoid those high tannic wines when you have spicier dishes. That cabrazin is going to like freak out. If you eat it with a spicy dish. So if you're drinking your Cabernet, you know how Cab goes with steak? Right. So maybe you don't. Yeah, but maybe you don't get the peppercorn Mm -hmm. or the horseradish sauce on your steak if that's what you're eating. Mm. You go for something that's like a beer sauce, like a butter sauce, what have you. So high acidity wines are good for spicy dishes, which is why Riesling is like a perfect example. Yeah. Um, Riesling and Thai foods or curries are super awesome. Also, that sweeter wine is going to counteract the spicy foods. So, so you, what else? Is you sweet? can talk about like a sweet, like Chenin Blanc is another one like Riesling that sort of spans like from very dry to very sweet. So you could try a sweeter Chenin Blanc. Um, you could also do like another sweeter wine. Oh my God, I don't want to say it. I know you're going to say it. Do it. Moscato. Moscato. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, it pains me to say it. But yes, you could do a Moscato. The Moscato, I believe, is also what is called frizzante, so it has, like, slight fizz anyway. That's, like, the nature of Moscato. So you – that would also be a good pairing, much like bubbles are, with anything that's fatty, spicy, what have you. Because – And bubbles go with, like, almost go with everything. everything, right? When in doubt, find yourself some bubbles. Yeah. Now, caveat to that <clears throat> okay, is that, like, Prosecco is going to be a lot fruitier. 
Okay. Than other ones. So you want the champagne? Uh, I'm not saying that you need to spend the money for the champagne. I'd say Cavo might be a better option. Okay. A better option than Prosecco. Unless, of course, Prosecco, I mean, drinking it by itself, if you're having like a little brunch thing, that would be totally fine, I think. And what about like a sparkling rosé? What do you think about that? I think it would probably depend upon what type of rosé, like if we're talking Pinot Noir, if we're Mm -hmm. talking a Grenache. Grenache is going to be fruitier. It's going to be, I dare I say, like rounder, if that sounds weird. But sometimes I think the Pinot Noir can come off a little bit thin, and so a lot of foods I think are going to overpower that. Um, Grenache has a little bit of extra oomph when it comes to flavor profiles. So, you know, I would say that that might be a better pairing with foods. Okay, so salt. Let's talk about salt. Okay. Salty foods are actually pretty much wine-friendly. Okay. So salt is going to have or help to soften different elements of the wine. So if you have like a super acidic wine, you have something that's salty, it's going to cut that a little bit. It's not going to yeah, feel as that like... that is so true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if, if you have something that's really spicy, that salt is, again, going to balance that. So you can pair saltier foods, like in cheeses, like blue cheese is saltier. Parmesan is definitely a saltier uh, cheese. Prosciutto, those cured meats, mm-hmm. you can ch- pair those with sweeter wines like Amarone, even though I think that Malbec and blue cheese is like a phenomenal pairing. I don't think I've, I've I saw you, you put that, you wrote that. I don't think I've ever tried that. What? Yeah. Girl. Well, I'll, I'm going to save it for a minute. Okay. Yeah, it's really, it's really, really good. And I don't mean, I don't mean like blue cheese crumbles that you go buy at the grocery store. No, I understand. I mean like very creamy, good good Mm -hmm. quality blue cheese. And I will also say that I don't like blue cheese. So this was, that was like a unique thing. I had read that it was supposed to be really good and I was like, I don't know. And then you tried it. It's magic. It's magic. Yeah, sorry. So, um, so yeah, so salty foods, you kind of don't have to worry about it. So if you're eating some of the, if you're just doing like a cheese board or something, Malbec's going to go great with probably everything that you have on that, um, unless you... I feel like Malbec is a really good red wine to pair with a lot of things. Agreed. I think Malbec also is one of those wines that can please a lot of people, just in general. I think if you are worried about what red wine to get in most situations, I think Malbec works out pretty well for you. Um, yeah. Let's talk about this. If you're eating something that is super hearty, like eggplant parmesan, if you're eating like a pot roast or something. Yeah, I was just going to say pot roast. Yeah. Great minds, girl. Yeah. You don't want to pair it with a super light-bodied wine. Or like a meatloaf or something. Or meat. I yeah. don't like meatloaf. I don't sure. But I'm just saying. Yes, you're right. Um, you want something that's going to be a heavier-bodied wine. That doesn't mean, and I, I will say this, like there are heavy-bodied white wines chardonnay is one of those it can lean towards that heavy side obviously red wines much heavier bodied uh for the most part or a lot more options you can definitely play around with that depending upon your own taste i'm not a believer like white with fish and poultry and red with everything else i think that's kind of bullshit nowadays i i am so happy you said that because i do agree i hate when people are like well you're eating seafood, so you need to order white. No, Bullshit. I don't need to. What is my seafood? What is it prepared in? 
Like, is it prepared mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in a tomato sauce, for example? Yeah. Like, is it in a cream sauce? Is it, am I just eating oysters? Like, what are we talking about? Like, not all seafood equals white wine. Exactly. That's not how it works. And I think you, you bring up a great, no, you bring up a super great point. And I think it that maybe was something to abide by back in the day when it yes. was, like, very unique cultural cuisines. However... The globe is not as big as it used to be. And I mean that it's a small, small world. There's a whole song after it. (laughs) That being said, I think we have bridged and are continuing to bridge the gap of bringing different cultures, foods, and wines into other places where it used to not be accessible. And so because of that, I think that we have a lot more options to choose from. And so, sure, it used to be that the Italian wines were the only thing available. They were super, they're very acidic, which means you pair it with really acidic meals. Well, they're they're made to pair with food. They're not made to drink alone. Exactly. And that's exactly what we said. Yeah. In the last episode. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that part of the reason why that whole testament to white with fish and poultry, red with everything else, doesn't really apply anymore. And then where does duck fall into this category, right? Because like some people could argue that that is ah, uh, like, that's fair. Some people could Isn't argue that like that's dark poultry, meat, but it really is more like a dark meat. Yeah. You know? So like, are you gonna drink white wine with duck? I think not. My I friends. think not. <laughs> so I really feel like that would be great with like a good I would even I would even say it's like I wouldn't say cab but maybe maybe a pinot actually duck. I think duck would be really good with pinot yeah well and I it would need to be one of those more medium bodied pinots I yep. think agreed but again it, it as you said before it depends how it is prepared and yeah. what it's served with yeah that's the thing body goes with how your preparation exactly and like we said I mean you can prepare a lot of things different ways. Yes. So you can prepare. You might have a heavier seafood dish than you would even a steak dish. Yeah. Like if you if you prepare because some seafood can be prepared pretty heavily when you do the cream and the oh definitely whatever and the pasta and this and that. Or you could just have like a plain meat that's grilled. Yeah. See, and you just mentioned like cream sauces and stuff, and I'm just like, God, that's so thick. It's so it has so much dairy, has so many fats, so many yeah. proteins. That man, I just wanna, I wanna drink a sham, I wanna drink a sparkling. Oh, is that where you're going? That, I mean, that's like literally what I was thinking. That or I wish high I liked sparkling. I, I really know. wish I did. I can't do it. Well, you could also, I mean, you could also pair it with a high acid. Um, I keep going back to Riesling. It really has won me over in the last year. <clears throat> but you could. There are some. I feel like, like your wine tastes have matured. I think so. I'm so. Hashtag adult wine taste. You're so fancy. Um, I think that, oh, this is our top one. Pinot Gris, Pinot Grigio. It depends where you get it from. Some of it is very bland. It is meant to be a neutral wine. But some of it can be fruitier and a little bit more acidic. So those could pair a little bit better with some of those slightly creamier dishes. But like a Pinot Gris is going to be great with a summer salad. I was, thank you for saying that. So I was just going to say, what do we pair with our summer salads? It's summer. Yeah. You know, and people are out on the patio. We're not eating a lot of heavy dishes. Like, it's going to be 100 degrees in a few days. Oh, shit, I know. So, like, what do we do with that? You know, you're you're eating your summer salad. I also think a Sauvignon Blanc might be a good That's idea. what I was going to say, too. Yeah. Especially so, if your salad has, like, some of those, like, weirder... Herbaceous. Yes. Notes. Because there's yes. your... There is your congruent. That's right. So there's your like and like. Because you've got, like, some... Sauvignon Blanc a lot of times has these herbaceous notes and then yeah you know you're like what goes well with like kale 
right? You know, like what goes well with like. <clears throat> I almost put my wine out with that one. <laughs> with like green pepper, you know, and you're like, oh, green pepper. Hello, Sauvignon Blanc. You know, so I think that that works out really well. Um, also, like sometimes there's like that citrusy taste. Yes. And that also goes well with it. I also think that a dry Riesling. Yeah. With the citrusy taste. Well, there are a lot of, yep, there are a lot of different white wines that will go with something that has citrus. And I'm saying citrus like salmon with um, maybe, I know my dad likes to cook it with lemon and lime slices all over it. It is on a cedar plank. So you could arguably pair it with a Pinot Noir that has a little bit more cedar flavor in in it. Um, But when you have that citrus there, that would pair really nicely with a white wine. Oh, totally agree. Yeah. What about when you're eating something sweet, like dessert? Like, I don't know, a chocolate creme de pot? Creme. <laughs> pot de creme? Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> uh, that shit's good. It's, isn't that like just like pudding for like grown-ups? Yeah, I don't even know if I fully like it, but oh. it always looks really good. I had it at Ernesto and that oh, shit was good. Um, so I do like me some ice cream. Well, it's interesting that you say that because I think that if we're talking about like a uh, chocolate, I actually think Merlot would go pretty good. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, soft tannins, like very fruity, like dark berries and things of that nature would go really, really well with like a milk chocolate. The other thing is that like if you have like a super dark chocolate, you're probably not going to want to pair it with like a dark tannin wine. Yeah. Or I'm sorry, a heavy tannin like red wine. Right. Because um, that is sort of like bitter and bitter, right? But if we're talking sweetness, you're going to want to pair something that, like, typically a wine that is more sweet. So, like, cheesecake can be sweet. It's a very, it's very, very rich, rich dessert. Yeah. But cheesecake you could pair with something as crazy and perhaps off the beaten path as a sauterne, which is going to be, like, one of those, like, sweeter. It's typically a blend of Sauvignon Blanc and Semillon. And those things are, like, golden. And it's, like, honey and candy lemon and another wine that I surprisingly enjoy is Sauterne. I know that. You could also pair it with like a Moscato or a, a sweet Riesling. Do you know what I actually enjoy with a lot of desserts? What? Port. Oh girl you got it. Yeah. I think that actually that's a good one. So port would actually go really well with a pot Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, and with like anything that I feel like is chocolate and creamy, mm-hmm. port is so good with. Yeah. Port is very underrated in my oh book. Oh my gosh, totally underrated. Yeah. I And there's different kinds. You can get into that in itself, all the different kinds of port. Oh, totally. I had a port, a chocolatier port the other oh, day. Oh, what? It's a, it's a maker called Chocolatier, and it was delicious. It's actually from Portugal. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Yeah. And I only say that because I know that like we just had to dress up port. I believe port. this one is from Portugal from yeah. what I remember, but I have to look back. Yeah. And like I know Australia makes ports. I have one here. I have a tawny port. Oh, yeah. No, it's delicious. Um, ooh, that's a really good, uh, that's a really good suggestion. I like it. Yeah. I guess, I mean, those are, that's pretty much, those are the rules of the road, I think. Um, again, you just don't really, you don't really have to fall in line with the whole, you need to drink white with fish and poultry i mean white with light red with dark i don't think that's i don't think that's appropriate in this day and age i think there are so many different flavor profiles going on depending on where each wine comes from that like i don't think you can really 
pigeonhole yourself if you so will. do you have any favorite pairings so sangiovese with like a margarita pizza right so like the big blobs of moths basil fresh tomato on there that shit is like real good sangiovese is also another underrated wine i think i think barbera is oh yes i do well, what would you p- pair a barbera with hmm i think barbera actually would go really good with pizza yeah um it's a little meatier wine isn't it yeah but it's 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 kind of like fruity but it's got that savory note to it you know like it's it's yeah i think a good balance of everything i think it'd go well with like a really good chicken dish too okay riesling and sushi oh for sure but dry dry riesling and sushi i think that you could make the argument sure dry would go with like all sushi but like if you really lean towards some of those that have like the spicy tuna or like you know the the special chef sauce which typically has like extra spice to it i think you could try to get more towards that spätles is that is that right? Um, Spatzle. Spatzle. I think so. Is that how you say? Okay. Um, and then, um, but not, not. I'm not talking like ice wine sweet. I'm talking right. like you know middle of the road sweetness. I gotcha. Even cabinet is uh, can lean towards the semi sweet side. Yeah. What else? Hmm. You had here Malbec with mini blue cheese burgers. Yeah, so this is what I tried. Okay. I had this recipe from, I think it was a Rachel Ray's cookbook from that I got years ago. And I make yeah. this Thai chicken pizza from it that's like my signature dish right. like at home. I, in fact, I've made it for you and Adam. Yeah. I tend to lean towards like three recipes from there. And so I was flipping through one time and I saw this like blue cheese, like mini blue cheese and mushroom burgers. And I was like... Well, blue cheese is supposed to pair really well with Malbec, so maybe I'll give this a try. So we made mini burgers on, like, mini pretzel buns, and that shit was the bomb. Like, it was so good. Yeah. I need some of that. I think a mushroom-based dish and (sighs) Pinot Noir. I I knew you were going to say it. Well, it's like we paired – I paired that that Pinot Noir with a mushroom chocolate, like the porcini Mm -hmm. mushroom chocolate, Mm -hmm. which Mm – Listen, I don't really like vegetables with my chocolate, with my desserts, but that was also phenomenal. Or like a cherry, like anything with cherry. Like I feel like... With ch- Pinot. Yeah. Yeah. Like, any, a like a crumble or cherry pie. Cherry pie, cherry crumble, like even like we talked about duck, like if you do like a cher- like a duck Ooh. with like a cherry glaze or something like that, or like there's those salads that have cherry in them. I think yeah. anything like that with a Pinot is just like... Yeah. Is key. Grenache too. True. Grenache can have some of those big cherry notes. That yeah. would also be really good with just like a d- dark berry dish mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, so we're getting hungry. Dessert, I'm like salivating. I know. <gasps> All right. Well, I mean, those are some of my faves. Hopefully, DB Peeps, you've picked up on a couple tips, a couple fun tips. If you have any good suggestions, always feel free to shoot them our way at dbpcheers at gmail.com or hit us up on Insta or um what is that what's that other thing facebook twitter facebook, oh and twitter instagram <laughs> any of the following tweet, do tweet. it yes and so, feel free to rate us too on itunes or your platform of choice yes please your do it helps other listeners like you find podcasts like us so and we like that yeah we love that Happy National Wine and Cheese Day. Hope you've enjoyed the wine and cheese abrasion. And we will catch you next week. Yeah, go get some wine and cheese, peeps. Cheers. Cheers.
Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform to help spread the DBP word. Check out our website and blog at dbpcheers.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at dbpcheers or on the Drunk Bitches Podcast Facebook page. We'd love to hear from you, so send your questions, comments, and fun wine or topic ideas to dbpcheers at gmail.com. Until next time. Cheers Cheers from from the girls of DBP. DBP.